When you hear loving kindness meditation, do you want to gag? But did you know that it might actually add years to your life? Just like sweating it out in the gym? Today, we're exhaling and thinking about kindness. And we're doing it specifically in honor of somebody who has meant something to this show. If you're ready to think about how kindness can help not just other people, but yourself as well, in ways physical and mental, you'll want to listen to today's Baggage Check. Welcome. Thank you for joining me today. We're trying to create a particularly gentle space here with this one. I'm Dr. Andrea Bonnier, and this is Baggage Check, mental health talk and advice, with new episodes every Tuesday and Friday. Baggage Check is not a show about luggage or travel. Incidentally, it is also not a show about why no one actually says February. Okay, let's get to today's show. I start with some really sad news. One of the most meaningful episodes that I feel like we've done so far on Baggage Check was a conversation with the founder of the Hyacinth Fellowship, Dr. Marianne Gray. The episode aired just a few weeks ago. Dr. Gray started the Hyacinth Fellowship in order to help other people like herself who were unintentionally responsible for the deaths of other people. Dr. Gray spoke bravely and honestly and openly about the pain of the tragedy that she was involved in, having hit with her car in the 1970s, a little boy named Brian who died. And I found Dr. Gray to be one of the kindest people that I have conversed with in a long time. We had such a moving conversation about the taboo and the stigma of those who have accidentally caused harm to other people and the support that they need too. Unfortunately, I got the news not long ago that Dr. Gray passed away. It came as quite a shock to me and I know to many other people. Apparently, she passed away after a serious medical procedure. I was so saddened to hear this news. And I mean that in every sense of the word. And I know we're in the age of Twitter, and I'm so sorry for your loss and thoughts and prayers. And to be clear, I did not know Dr. Gray very well. We shared a couple of wonderful conversations, including the hour-long interview that I was lucky enough to get with her just a month or two before her death. But there was something so profound about her. And in reading tributes to her, I was not the only one who felt it by any means. I was trying to think to myself exactly how to describe it. And the word kindness just kept coming up. She had a sense of compassion and warmth and empathy that was unassailable, that was truly light in the darkness. And it felt so magnificent even just over the microphone and headset. She was something truly special. And for those of you who are shaken by this news, I am with you. 
and I'm sorry to have to be the one to report it if you didn't hear it already. If you hadn't heard that episode, I'd really urge you to go back and listen. She is so deeply human in it, and the hope that she offers truly was inspiring. So when I was planning today's episode, I started thinking about whether I could honor her in any particular way, whether we could talk more about the Hyacinth Fellowship, whether I could have somebody on like her who had actually experienced the horror and trauma of causing harm to someone else. And then I just started thinking about her and that kindness, that kindness that even though I didn't know her well, was just emanating from her. And then I started thinking of kindness as a concept psychologically and how it's something of a cliche, be kind, but how it seems to matter so much. And so I started to think, how about we just dedicate today's episode to trying to bring in some kindness, specifically through loving kindness meditation. Now, I've been a fan of loving-kindness meditation for a while, but one really striking thing is just how much research there is about how much it can help your physical health. And I mean how much it can truly help in a causal way, because a lot of times when we have data on these types of things, it's correlational data where there's an association It's like, oh, yeah, people who meditate tend to live longer. Okay, that's great. But is it really meditation that makes them live longer? Or is it the fact that people who meditate might also be exercising more, might have more financial resources, may be more attuned to their relationships, may spend more time in nature, might tend to eat more alfalfa sprouts, right? There's always the idea that there are these confounding variables when we talk about correlational research. But... With some loving-kindness meditations, we actually can look in real time at the changes that it's making. So we can actually compare, we can actually get random samples and assign them to do certain things like loving-kindness meditation or not. We're not just following people who choose to meditate. We're actually putting them in conditions with all of the experimental manipulations that could actually lead to us seeing something in the data that can help us understand what causes what. And when it comes to the loving-kindness meditation research, there's a lot. So I just want to summarize some of the greatest hits of the research on loving-kindness meditation. First, for your brain, there's some evidence that it increases gray matter volume. That's the good part of your brain. (laughs) Specifically, though, we're talking about gray matter volume in the place of emotional regulation. These are the places that we want, right? There's evidence that loving kindness meditation helps slow your breath and helps the parasympathetic nervous system do its job. That is the part of your nervous system that is responsible for helping you calm down when the sympathetic nervous system has gotten you very riled up with irritation or frustration or anger or fear. Now, this is one of my favorite pieces of research in terms of the biological aspect, that loving-kindness meditation actually might increase the length of your telomeres. 
These are the parts of your chromosomes that are a biological marker of aging. They shorten over time with aging. And guess what? Loving kindness meditation can be shown to keep your telomeres longer for longer. I mean, I don't know, but people my age start to listen when we talk about anti-aging stuff. There's all kinds of helpfulness in terms of loving-kindness meditation, socially and emotionally. It probably comes as no surprise that loving-kindness meditation might decrease bias. In this extremely polarized world, it seems really important that maybe if we do something like this, we can become just more compassionate, more empathetic. And once again, that brings to mind my conversation with Dr. Gray. This meditation can make you more compassionate toward yourself as well. And I think that's important for us to recognize here. I'm not telling you, you just have to go out and be so, so compassionate towards that jerk who made that terrible driving decision. Although that could be helpful. But also when we think of loving kindness meditation, we're thinking about the ways that it could be helpful if it's directed towards you. For you to take a moment to remember that you deserve love, that you deserve peace, that you deserve safety. So any conversation about loving kindness meditation would be incomplete without me trying to walk you through some. But I would urge you before I do any of this for you to really seek out some on your own. Because there are a ton of resources out there for loving kindness meditation meditation apps. There are all kinds of YouTube videos. There's the Greater Good Science Center from UC Berkeley, which does a ton with meditation and mental wellness, and they have lots of free stuff on their website. So although I want to walk you through some loving kindness meditations today, if you can't stand my voice, there's lots of other options out there. And if you can't stand my voice, It's a bit of an interesting choice to be listening to this podcast, but I'm still so glad that you're here. Okay, are you ready? We're going to do just a couple of simple ones today. First thing, as we've done when we've done visualizations, is for you just to remember that it's important that you're comfortable. There's no one right way to sit or to lay down. A lot of people prefer to close their eyes when they're doing this. If you are driving, please do not do that. Just make sure that you're comfortable. Again, if you're driving, maybe it's not the best time to be doing this. We do need to prioritize safety first and foremost. Try to notice your body and make sure that it's relaxed. You don't want to be straining. You don't want to be holding up a pose that feels uncomfortable. You don't want to be overly noticing how tight your waistband is or how your ponytail needs to be adjusted. Just be gentle with yourself and let your body be. So first, take in a slow, deep breath and inhale through your nose. We know that inhaling through the nose is best because you get more oxygen that way. The air that you breathe in is warmed and moistened. And now I've just ruined your meditation because I've used a variation of the word moist. But the air is better when it comes through your nostrils compared to coming in through your mouth. But you can exhale through your mouth, though. Maybe the most accessible way to start is to think about a loving-kindness meditation towards somebody that you actually do love. That's probably going to come the most naturally. So maybe it's a friend. Maybe it's a partner. Maybe it's a pet. 
Maybe it's a parent or another family member or a sibling. Maybe it's somebody who's no longer here, but that you're thinking of them. Think about the love that you have for this person, the warmth of it, the light of it, the heft of it, how it feels in your body, how meaningful it is. And then think about being connected to this person. Think about transmitting that love to them, that caring to them. Think about your wishes for them, your wishes for them to be happy, to find joy, to find peace, to find fulfillment, to be safe. And think about sending in that connected way those wishes to that person. For a lot of loving kindness meditations, we send this quite directly in the way that we talk. We actually express this wish. So let's do that. If you think of this person like you're speaking directly to them, you would say, may you find peace. May you find comfort. May you be safe. May you have joy. May you feel warmth. May you feel my love toward you. Okay, so how is this feeling? If it is feeling beyond hokey, that is okay, truly. And especially if maybe the person that you're sending this loving kindness stuff to kind of was getting on your nerves at lunch today. It's all all right. Sometimes the stuff that feels hokey still plants a seed of warmth in us. Sometimes the hokiness can be funny, but still bring connection. Or sometimes if you're feeling particularly earnest, it doesn't feel hokey at all. It feels like the stuff that life is supposed to be made of. So let's keep going. Now we want to try to send some loving kindness, meditative thoughts to maybe some neutral people. Maybe neighbors or coworkers or acquaintances that they're in our orbit and we don't dislike them, but we don't necessarily feel love for them. And oh my goodness, maybe it's gross to even be thinking about the word love with them in it. But this is to get you used of the idea of loving kindness meditation and how it doesn't have to be about love in the way that we think about it with honeymoons and valentines and all of that. So... Picture somebody that you're just sort of somewhat indifferent about, neutral about, and think about sending them warmth and compassion. Once again, we're going to do a slow inhale through the nose and a slow exhale through the mouth. And let's send them a wish. May you be safe. May you be healthy. May you find joy. May you find peace. Now for this next one, I want to turn it to ourselves. And this brings to mind another interview that I just did with the lovely Rachel Davis, the artist where we talked about creativity, we talked about imposter phenomenon, we talked about the artistic process and talent and passion and failure, really great stuff. And she had something really profound to say when she talked about physically putting your hand on your heart to acknowledge your own suffering. And I want to do that for a different purpose. For this one, when we give ourselves love, try to give yourself a hug. I know some of you are rolling your eyes so hard right now, 
But why don't you try it? It might just activate your parasympathetic nervous system a little bit or just putting your hands on your heart. And let's try this. The slow inhale through the nose, the slow exhale through the mouth. May I find peace. I deserve peace. I deserve love. I deserve safety. May I find joy. Think about who might be sending that all to you. And think about those same connections that you had with the loved ones when you were sending them loving kindness. Think about it coming back to you in some sort of rainbow tie-dye boomerang. They're sending it to you. They are surrounding you. They are holding you. And finally, let's bring it out to the world at large. This strikes me as being completely resonant with what I talked with Dr. Gray about. So as we wrap up today and we honor Dr. Marianne Gray, who had so much still to give to the world in terms of compassion and kindness and understanding and patience and connection, she's gone too soon. But let's think of the world that she left behind and how we can give loving kindness to all living beings, as many of the meditations would say. We can picture the whole earth. We can picture the globe like we're zooming out in one of those science fiction movies. There it is. It's beautiful and it's far away, but everyone in it is interconnected. And we're going to send warmth and compassion and hope to all of them. Take that deep breath in, that deep breath out. When we say you this time, we're talking about all living beings. May you be safe. May you find comfort. May you be healthy. May you find joy. May you feel the warmth. Now notice your body. Notice your muscle tension. Notice your shoulders and your chest and your jaw. And if you gave yourself and the world some kindness, chances are it made a little bit of difference in how you're sitting with yourself. And if not, that's totally okay. You can always try again or not, but I appreciate the attempt today. A toast to Dr. Marianne Gray. She was truly one of a kind. Thanks for joining me today. Once again, I'm Dr. Andrea Bonnier, and this has been Baggage Check with new episodes every Tuesday and Friday. Join us on Instagram at Baggage Check Podcast. Give us your take and opinions on topics and guests. And you know you've got that friend who listens to like 17 podcasts. We'd love it if you told them where to find us. Our original music is by Jordan Cooper, cover art by Daniel Merity, and my studio security, it's Buster the Dog. Until next time, take good care.